hey buddy, you need to relax. You've been working much too hard and taking too little time off. It's not good for your health and your friends have begun to notice a change in your personality. No one wants to say anything to you because they don't want you to get upset. You remember what happened the last time you got upset. How did that work out for you? Your friends at Is This Tomorrow have a solution. We know what your problem is. You've been drinking shitty coffee, really shitty coffee. Fortunately, the coffee connoisseurs at Is This Tomorrow, a weekly webcomic available at isthistomorrow.com, are developing their own brand of coffee. It comes in an urn, just like when you get ashes back from a crematorium. Coincidentally, we roast our beans at a crematorium. We find that the high temperature and dry conditions make for a perfectly roasted coffee bean. Once the orderly has finished with his business for the evening, we sneak in with our bags of green coffee beans. They get roasted lickety-split. We let them cool in the back of our station wagon while we're driving to the bean grinding facility by the old nuclear power plant. We bag it up and brand it. Acme Riot Rum, the Is This Tomorrow coffee solution. Coincidentally, Acme Riot Rum is an anagram for crematorium. Acme Riot Rum is available at isthistomorrow.com. That's isthistomorrow.com. 12 and 16 ounce bags are available. Once again, that's Crematorium uh, Acme Riot Rum Coffee, available at isthistomorrow.com, a weekly web comic since 1993. Welcome everyone to another episode. Can you of turn your phone off so you don't get any calls. I'm put, my phone is off. Oh, actually, I'm doing the timer do. right now. All right, phones off, everyone. Phones off. Well, I mean, at least the ringer. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's I'm off. Do that. Jeff Hodap called in one time. It's that off, was okay. Guys. But other than him, not we really. Important. We make an important call. I have very lazy, some lazy notes I have, so I want to keep this. All right, Danny's. Yeah. So yeah, in case I'm looking at my phone, don't think I'm like checking Instagram or something. No, I am, you do. I am That's here what we you automatically think. Millennial, because you're a millennial. That's all right. I don't know if I'm a millennial actually. You're not. Well, you're born. All right. Well, I was born in '80. We'll get into that. 80. No, I don't think you're. No, no, no. But to me, you are. <laughs> yeah, that's anyone that anyone that Rob disidentifies with is a millennial. Yeah, <laughs> there you yeah. go about that. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That uh, that man chiding me to turn my phone off is Barry Stock. <laughs> that's Rob Elba. And we're here again for another episode, and we have a special guest today. We have Danny, and you know what I realized? I don't even know your last name, Danny, because oh, oh, you use like the weird, will you use? Gonzalez, Kokomo. He uses Danny Kokomo. But well, that's Danny what Gonzalez. I'm thinking. Danny, I put Danny Kokomo, and I go, wait, his name's not Kokomo. Yeah, Gonzalez is Danny the, Gonzalez is from the legal. Jacuzzi Boys, the awesome South Florida band Jacuzzi Boys, and uh, he's our How do you guest? say special guest in Spanish? Um, I don't know, especial, and then guest is, I don't know, you'd be, uh, that's really, how do you not know this, Danny? I don't know what the word guest is. <laughs> guest. should be ashamed of the last nah, name Gonzalez. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I could... I could. <laughs> no, nah, there's no it need. It's okay. We're doing a shambolic record, so I think a shambolic <laughs> podcast would be would fall right in line, right? Well, Danny's our guest, and Danny picked... I'm going to just go on record right now and saying this is going to be probably... Thus far, the weirdest record we have done on that record got, I like that. got me high thus It's definitely far. the most clattery, Weird. disorganized. Yeah, the weirdest record thus far. And what is the record, Danny? What I are mean, we doing? Oh, the record is Like Flies on Sherbert. Right. Originally titled Like Flies on Shit. 
Oh really? Uh, nobody yeah. would. Yeah. Nobody um, would release I... it. But I would say, I would say that maybe this is the most shambolic and uh, craziest record you guys have done on the podcast. I, I would go is. as far as to say this might be one of the most shambolic, craziest records. Just oh, well, flat some, out. Reviews, just, some just early out. reviews of it, people said it's possibly like the worst which album right. ever. Which I, immediately said think, that. which I immediately thought of Rat. And I'm oh, like, Rat would be hit. jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like he would, and yeah. who's the artist? We didn't mention the oh, artist. Uh, Alex, Alex Chilton. Chilton. That's right, Alex you know, Chilton. Famously known from Big Star, but uh, also the Box you know Top. The Box Top. He recorded that, that awesome song, uh, uh, The Letter with the Box Tops, when he was 16 years yeah, old. But it's crazy as that. His song. No, it's Dan like, Penn. Dan yeah. Penn was no, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But he's still, it's his voice and yeah, that thing, the yeah, letter. And when you listen to it, you think that's a 16 year old yeah, that's singing that? It's yeah. crazy. Yep, yep. And Cry Like a Baby, another beautiful, another right. beautiful song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, then, of course, he was in Big Star, um, which were the greatest unher- undiscovered American rock band that influenced once their records came out and, you know, REM and everybody discovered on it became. Right. And I, and I think the fact that they never really got uh, big or broke through that much is sort sore of like spot. been a sore spot and probably, you know, led to whatever this record is. I think so, yeah. I think there's, a, there's yeah. like, a, I think there is a through line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Starting yeah, yeah. from just like. Yeah. Even, I think even you could, I think even going back to the box tops, I think like they weren't really taken serious because they weren't writing their own songs. And they were in a sense like. It was like a studio band. It's not the band that went out on tour. So they were kind of almost seen as this like joke, kind of like joke thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think from just like the beginning, he was like, uh, he had like a he wanted a, a to be taken beat, seriously. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like he wasn't talented. I mean, he was like incredibly you know, a great singer, guy. an amazing yeah. guitar player. Yeah. Right. Right. Awesome, yeah. You know? Which he didn't. Which ironically, he he doesn't play a lot of guitar in this record. On this record no. He had this other guy, producer Jim Dickinson, play yeah. who, who can't really play guitar. Who can't play yeah. guitar. But we'll get yeah. into yeah, we'll get was, into yeah, all we'll get that. Into, yeah, yeah. But you're so Danny. I I know you're like a a student of rock and roll, and you're a big record collector guy now because you're I'm like a, a C student of rock and roll. Well, but, <laughs> C plus student. But the yeah. thing is, you're a young guy. The, the Box Tops were a '60s band. You're in a band. We should. Did we mention that? I said Jacuzzi Boys. Sorry, yes, I, I the great South Florida band, Jacuzzi Boys. Miss that. Bass player in Jacuzzi Boys. We love them. They're the. They're not only one of the one of the best uh, 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 bands in South Florida, but they're the nicest band. That is too, true, right? Aww. They're that is such true. nice guys. Yeah, because my I mean, my go to. I hope they say a lot of bad shit behind their backs to, to about I hope everybody. They do. Yeah, that would make me feel they're, better. They're too but, nice otherwise. But Barry, you know my thing. I should hate them because what? They're they're really good and they're young, and, they're handsome and they're good looking. So yeah. I should automatically. The young them. thing is starting to sort of. Well, but to us, look at look <laughs> yeah, at me yeah, and Barry. Yeah, yeah. Right, because uh, right, because I first saw your band <laughs> ten years ago. Yeah, the first. Wow. Two thousand nine. Took Rob Badowski to a club, and he. There's a famous no, he, story about we that. We met right? him at a club, and Rob had already had so much to drink that he was passed out. That's yeah. passed out. I, that passed out story is legendary. And Rob yeah, Badowski is that. now. I love that. Is, is now your man, like right. the manager yeah. of this. And he right. still lives upside. And he, you know, the first time he went on tour with us, after the first night, he couldn't make it out of the van. He doesn't eat enough. He does beautiful. He's so conscious about his figure that he won't eat enough so that when you drink, he just gets plowed. This is awesome. Yeah. Don't take any of this out. Um, (laughs) Nah. All right. So, so yes. Well, well, Rob's going to come on the show, and he's going to talk about which band. We'll we'll talk about Kiss with Rob, I guess. Oh, is that? Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Um, All right. But so what I was getting at, though, so Big Star, uh, 19... 71 he uh, he co-founded Alex Chilton co-founded with uh, with Chris Bell in 1971 these bands this is all before you were born so how did you get how did you get into like who did you get into first like you know it's funny I it, it's funny you mention that because I definitely got into Big Star first even though I had heard, I knew the song the letter because since I was a little kid I always loved listening to oldies and that's a song that they would play right, on okay. Magic or whatever you know right the radio. right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, right. so I knew that song. You know, I, I put two and two together way down the later, line. Later, later on, right? But me being into rock and roll and reading magazines and books and stuff like that, I yeah. actually, oddly enough, Big Star being this influential, you know, seminal band, I didn't get into them because of reading um, about other bands, citing them as influence. I actually got into them through. The photography sort of aspect because of their connection right. to Eggleston. We, yeah, we have Eggleston. Yeah, Rose. which is the guy that you know shot the picture for, for Radio cover. City, which is the second um, 
Big Star record and the cover of Like Flight the of the Red. The this, Red. Which is the this re- and this record is so weird. It's such a weird what, like cover Flight, too. Like yes, like Flight yeah, on yeah, Sherbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys know that Sherbert's not spelled that way, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I, I wanted to bring that up. It's not even. Yes, Sherbert. It's Sherbert. S H A R B. I love it that it's like right away the record's fucked up. Like before you even put it on the turntable, the record's fucked up. You can hear him say, "No, Sherbert. Spell it Sherbert." Yeah. Actually, I think it was like a. I think it was like a woman uh, that laid it out, and and when they got the record, like the art back, they were like, "Oh, it's misspelled, but fuck it." Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. Well, yeah. listen to the record, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that's so anyway, the so yeah, least of the was, worries. It was through Eggleston. Like when I discovered Eggleston, I was just like, I became like oh, obsessed, well, or you know, whatever. And then I was like, oh up. yeah, it was, it was. And then I was like, oh wait, there's like a Memphis connection to this band. Yeah, right, and right, like, right. Oh shit, and this this band is. Oh, I like this, and and then I was like, oh wait, this band is actually like. Crazy so Southern Gothic. Like, yes. oh shit, cool. Like, right, right. So yeah, right. oddly enough, it was through like a sort of fine art avenue that I came to them. Right. Through right. like rock and roll. Right. We love um, connections. That's that's all right. All so you I, were I mean, all right. Thing. So you you were a fan. You were an uh, Alice Chilton fan. You were a big star fan. Now, when did this record come across? <laughs> when did this record reveal itself to you? I mean, probably. Uh, Probably soon after discovering Bix, obviously all, everything was released already. Because it, it was, was already out, right? Yeah. This, yeah. Record, kinda like, uh, this record came out at the end of the seventies, nineteen seventy-nine. Yeah. So I kind of just like devoured everything. It was just like, oh man, right. I love this band, this connection to this guy that I'm like into, you know, this cover. So it was just like, oh, you know, like. Rec, uh, you know, record yeah. number one. Oh, Radio City. Oh, right. Big Star Third. Oh, like Final Sherbet. I but was just was, like, taking see, it all but, in. But those records, I could see you listening right away, and those are yeah. great records, and they'll grab you right away because they're just really great songs. They're played great. But this record is you gotta not have like a you right. gotta like. But you know when you just buy into someone, so yeah, sure, just like, yeah, just, sure. I was just like, well, I was that's just in on the whole thing that's, from right away. That's one I thing I was gonna it, ask you, know? you because like, if this wasn't Alex Chilton, and if you just if someone just said, oh, listen to this band or this guy, I feel like it wouldn't be the same. Exactly right. right. Maybe and maybe if it was just like if that existed alone, I'd maybe be like, "Oh wow, what a crazy record! That's it's cool. Crazy, yeah, I can right. dig it." You know, like I put it on here and there. But I think because I just bought into the you whole into world, it. and I was so you probably basement. gave it more of a chance and listened to and it, and knowing that he has this, like, oh no, this guy definitely knows what he's doing. Right. right. You know, it wasn't right. like oh, it's just like some rando guy that no, made a no, fucked no. up record. Well, and no, because it was he's cool, also but. if you hear some of the sounds on these this record, he's definitely responding to punk rock and new wave. And like some of the specific, he spent time in New York, right? And and he put on singles on. He's got singles on Orc Records, which is where Television put their first single out. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he's there's some sounds on this record that I can readily identify as. Oh, I know who he's doing here. Plus, it should be mentioned that Alex Chilton recorded the first. He, Cramps records. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and there's big. I hear big Cramps well, that's, influence that's, on this yes. record. So I, I find that songs. I find that so cool that he he spent time in New York in '77, which is basically just prior to him recording this record. You know, the year before. Yeah. And like the one band that he identifies with is the Cramps. Cramps. Right. He's like, right. these sure. are the which you know the it's southern so early rock and roll country. Yeah, yeah, He's like, yeah. hell yeah, these are the guys. Right. And, which yeah. he was right because the Cramps oh, were, were yeah, awesome. Totally. Yeah. And he brought them to Memphis and recorded them. And at you know, he recorded Sun. Sun yeah, Studios, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, awesome. and you can get the, you can find the demos online. It says Sun Demos. It's the fucking first record. I mean, there's just all they did was sort of right. remix the first record, those demos, and it's that's what it is. Well, yeah, when you think of that, it makes sense because the Cramps were very primal. They were a primal band. They were all about just primal, and and that's what this record is. This record is primal and southern. Yeah, yeah, yeah like right, early right. rock and roll. Yeah, right. He you picks know, country. Some, oh, yeah. There's a lot of Billy, there's you know, a lot of that. covers on this, and a lot of there's some country. Covers. The same way the Cramps did a lot of covers, you yes, know. It's like they did. you know. Uh, I'm amazed the Cramps never covered anything from this because there's a couple songs in here. I'm thinking, oh my god, I would love to hear the Cramps do this song, right. like some of his original ones too. Actually. Yeah. All right, so producer Jim Dickinson, who we mentioned already, who played guitar on this, he he was quoted as saying, uh, "Sometimes there was somebody in the control room, and a lot of times there was nobody there." The beginning of No More Than Moonshines on Lorena, where it's spoken, that was overdubbed because whoever started the machine didn't start it soon enough. Right. The, the musicians also sometimes use instruments that were not fully functioning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some of that you can tell. Then uh, here's the thing about so, this record. The parts of the record that are that I enjoy the most because virtually any record is okay if it has a decent drummer. And the, like, there's songs that have like a steady drummer on it and then there's as the record progresses there's some songs where it's like 
like a drummer that's like an like very unskilled drummer, like yes. a guitar player. Right, right. That's where I start to go. My eye starts to twitch. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so just to just to rewind a little bit for for those who might not know, Jim Dickinson, the producer. He's the guy that produced the third Big Star record, right. which for all intents right. and purposes is an, a solo, solo, it's a solo record. Right. But this guy, I mean, like, he played piano on Wild Horses. Yep. You know, he um, uh, he he was like a, he like played on uh, Flaming Groovy's Teenage Head. Yep. Um, he just done like he's like a very he was seasoned the guy. Oh, he yeah. was a real deal, real but deal player, he wasn't producer a guy. guitar player, and that's yeah. what he said. And he affirmed so, he, it, 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 he affirmed that Chilton consciously wanted the musicianship to be sloppy on it. So he yeah. said he said that he plays guitar in it. Beside uh, aside from not being technically. Prof- Proficient, and he says a, a lot of the guitar in Sherbert is me. Alex said, "You still play like you're 14 years yeah. old." I said, right. "Yeah, I play That's bad." What That's like. what he wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah, Alex was like, "There's, uh, you know, you can read him, him saying he's like he had almost gotten like too good. He's like, I, I'm gonna pretend to play bad, and you could basically right. like you and there's some videos. There's right. actually some videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. Alex playing bad, and it's kind of convincing. It's kind of not convincing because it's like, oh, he could do better than that. He could play better. Yeah, because at, at that by then he was a really great guitar yeah. player. Right? I think there's, yeah. there's a really cool quote. I think it's uh, I think Tom Waits once said that Alex Chilton was the Thelonious Monk of rhythm guitar, and uh, I, I've always oh, thought that yeah. was such a cool. Because if you watch those big star, remember when he got the like he, he got this ensemble the, together? Yeah, yeah, it, did, it was well, the yeah. drummer and him, and yeah, then for the poses or was it? Like yeah, right. The John, guy, yeah. Oh, I forget their names, but yeah, it, mm-hmm. it was no. The young fresh fellows was the REM guy. You're right. Yeah. Um, and you watch him play those songs, and it's like, damn, no, those songs play. are complicated. No, no, he's a fucking. Those rhythm play. things are yeah. really complex, and they're not like super straightforward. But I have a Jim Dickinson story. So, um, although I never met Jim Dickinson, um, when I was living in Tallahassee, me and some other guys I was in a band with, one of the guys was in the music school at FSU, and he said, hey, they're fixing to put all this equipment in like in like they're going to inventory it which means it just goes into this warehouse and never comes out and it's all just sitting out and i have a key so we got to sneak in there and just get some stuff so we went into this fsu building statute limitations it's been 30 years (laughs) oh it's fast yeah yeah fuck you fsu (laughs) so we got um a fender twin what yeah and no, wait, um, what year is this? Scandalous. 88. So it's 31 years ago. We had a Fender Twin and we got this Farfisa organ, this incredible Farfisa. And so we took the Fender and we put different grill cloth on it oh, so it looked totally it. different. <laughs> and we painted the Farfisa. I'm, sh- I'm shocked right now right. hearing but, this, Barry. I'm just, I'm totally the shocked. The Farfisa, so I had the Farfisa for a while and then. This guy, I was... Guilt hit you? No. (laughs) No. no, no. Someone wanted to buy it. No, no. No, actually, somebody else in the band borrowed it, and then it disappeared, and it turns out he took it, and then he scraped, he re, he, t- he got all the paint off of it, and then he sold it to Jim Dickinson. Without, oh. And guess what, guess what he didn't share with me? The money that he got oh. from Jim, Dick, Jim, Dick, Dick, Jim Dickinson. How did he link up with... How, how did he he's a recording engineer. Oh. Record, you know, he's, wow. he's in the southern you know, scene. What a connection. You have like a, a thieving connection with Jim Dickinson. Yeah, yeah. Jim Dickinson spent some time in Miami. I think he was like part of the criteria... Like band, he was like, uh, oh, yep. okay, okay. Like he, like he was like, I think he was Man, like a lot of people. band for like Atlantic, and then eventually a lot of people, a lot of people. Well, Jim Dickinson, if you're listening to this, is he still alive? He's actually, yeah. no, he died a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, kind of recently. Yeah, if, the guy who the if, guy who sold the organ. If to any of his family's though. listening, he was, uh, that Farfisa he was playing was stolen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it was. Uh, yeah, they're not worth that much, but right, it was right. the thing. Oh, they were awesome. So All right, so, so Chilton. I'm sure. What Chilton said about this record, he said, My life was on the skids, and uh, Like Flies on Sherbert was a, a summation of that period. I like that record a lot. It's crazy, but it's a positive statement about a period in my life that wasn't positive. So it's, right. it's yeah. literally a record of a guy probably working through his demons. Yeah, yeah. I would think so. Right? And, and I, I sort of like, I. I think it's like a, that's like a very nice quote and it's cool, but I sort of like half believe that because I feel like if you fully believe that, it's him being like, "Oh, I went to the studio and yeah, this is what came out." But like after the fact, right? After the fact, he's saying he's very he's aware mythologizing. Of, how, of how fucked up it is. Like, right, yeah, he's right, too good yeah. to not. You're probably like, yeah, you're right. You know, but I do like. <laughs> I'm not saying that's not true. No, I see what you're saying. No, like, I see what you're he's saying. He's been so, Whenever, himself whenever in the interview, someone's interviewed after the fact, never listen. It's all bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. But, yeah. 
<laughs> but it's a good quote. I think it is. I think. I mean, I think he was most definitely out of his mind making the record. Yes. And, you know, but but I think he, but he's on the same. Well, he was not. A, he was not a teetotaler. So no, I'm, there was when you listen to this record, you know, beside there was all sorts of shit going on. Now let me ask you, you li- like like so how how old are you when you're listening to this record? Like how old are you? A teenager? Uh, no, I don't know if it would be that. I mean, like I am thirty. I don't know. It'd be like uh, maybe like. 10 years ago or something? Oh, okay, you okay. Know, or like a little so you bit more? Could, so you appreciated it. You just appreciated it on all different levels. You appreciated the fact that this is Alex Chilton, the guy yeah, because, who you I mean, already loved. Obviously, it's before streaming was a thing. I wasn't much of a, of a like download music. Right. Kinda, yeah. I never really no, did that. Uh, and you're a vinyl was, guy. You're a vinyl yeah, guy, Yeah, no, right? so it was like, it wasn't until the, some, until I guess the, the, that that version that I have on vinyl became available. Like someone reissued it. And right. I was like, oh, cool! I can get this thing. You know. <laughs> All right. So um, let's get into this record. The first yeah. song on it is uh, as far as this shoes. version. As far as this version is All right. concerned, yeah. it should be said <laughs> there are shoes. a wide variety of versions of this record. Oh yeah, there are. There the are all different versions. The one that we are reviewing is Actually, the is the Gonzalez I just want to rewind. It's definitely more than ten years ago because I'm just thinking. It is right. It has to be. The band has been around. has been around for like. Almost like twelve years now. Right. Yeah. There's a few. Yeah. And it was like way the, before that. I was already way like, before that. I was already yeah. into this. So, so I'd say fifteen. 15. Yeah. I'd say like fifteen. So if All you right. go, yeah, if you yeah. go on Spotify and you search "Like Flies on Sherbert," there's a playlist called Vinyl. What's the What's the record company that it's from? I can't read the whole thing. Like Aura Peabody. No, oh. it's L O Vinyl Vinyl Lovers. Vinyl Lovers. That's yeah. the version. That's Danny's. The one we're we're talking about. Yeah, that's and you the can listen to the whole thing. That I, that I first heard. It's got right. more songs than the other ones. And yes. when I and when I started, so I listened to Boogie Shoes. I'm thinking, wait, that's a Casey and the Sunshine yeah. Band song, Boogie Shoes. It's kind of cool that this record has these like. Uh, I mean, maybe this is a stretch or not, but but having Jim Dickinson with these Miami connections, right? Yeah, and oh, shoes, you know, Casey about being that. a Miami guy. I know you're all about that. Yeah, exactly. about Boys like, are all about sure. Miami, so cool. it's kind of cool that there's a Casey and the Sunshine Band. But it's like it, it, well, it's Boogie, a crazy. The funny thing about Boogie Shoes is Boogie Shoes is even though it's a Casey song, it's like an R and B song from the from the fifty. It's 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 got the feel of like an, format? like an like an Andre Williams like song. Yeah, no, it's a yeah, case. It's not and like it that. actually it, it was originally it was the B side of uh, Shake Your Booty. Well, yeah. there it was which the B side of Shake Your Booty. Definitely a more prototypical KC song. But it was on the soundtrack to Saturday Night Fever, right? And that's when uh, it became used. And uh, in 1978, they released it uh, because the because it was so popular. The movie they released it as a single uh, in 1978. I'd, I'd like to imagine though that Chilton was like. You know, maybe he like came across the, the record and was like, "Oh no, the B sides where it's at." Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I don't, right, don't, don't want to think right. of him like discovering. Well, he's like, not gonna like, do shake your booty. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Like, to well, like, no, I think it's a classic. B- I think it's a classic, like sort of um, R and B song. So I think that it could. He heard it and was like, "This is. I know what this is. This is not like." <laughs> It, this is not a disco song. This is KC doing right, like. But a lot of these covers, like this one, he he doesn't necessarily lean into that much. He sounds like halfway through, he kind of gives up oh, on gives singing up. it. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, he comes. Yeah, I mean, it's that's this is another cool thing. At least uh, again, I'm not gonna keep saying about this version because whatever. But the album starts. Yeah, sure. Well, this that, is the one we're yeah, talking yeah. about. So the album starts, and it's like. Sec- six seconds into the album, it's already fucked up. Right. There's, it's like it's like it's not like oh this record's fucked up. Listen to it. And you gotta like oh yeah okay. Yeah. See. No, it's like right the from second the second this yeah. shit starts, it's a false start. He, oh like, believe me, that's what stops. I thought. I saw what the <laughs> fuck is Danny yeah. give us to listen to? <laughs> yeah, it's like immediately well, you can understand up. then why the reviews were so negative at the time, right? Because people were like, oh this is this was a different time. Like when it came yeah, out, yeah, yeah. it wasn't like people were used to weird punk rock records coming right, out. Right, or, right, right. You know? In that sense, it's ahead of like Sebado when that came out. Remember that first Sebado thing was all well, weird, cassette, all these weird yeah, sounds. You're right, but this is before yeah. all that. Before yeah. all that. and Because so everything was, should, was supposed to sound perfect. Right, exactly. Right. And, I think, and I think this guy can't release music without talking about his past. So he, I think he's always the guy from the letter. He's always the guy yeah, yeah, from right, Big right, Star. Yeah. He's always that guy. Just yeah. like, what the fuck? What? He can't do yeah. it right. Yeah. yeah, it's it's always like you can't have that that uh, he can't shake that. So you you know, right? So song it's, it number seems two even crazier, like, oh, is my my rival. my rival. And speaking of false starts, this song's well, got again. a false start, and the noise like you hear the tape actually yep. coming in, winding yes. up. And this song, you know what this song reminds me of? And a couple songs that it remind me of a pair of Ubu. Well, that's the synthesizer on this. Yes, song. Oh, the crazy, crazy weird synthesizer. He's definitely. That's what I was saying. 
he's definitely heard Perubu. That synthesizer right. noise, there's no way he came up with that by accident. Well, that's, I think that's Jim Dickinson that's playing Maybe, it. And sure. they, they always talk about the broken mini Moog that was in the studio. <laughs> yes, he's just yes, non-stop. Yes. <laughs> just, but it doesn't sound like he's trying to follow the song. He's just like, I feel like he's well, like basically playing with it. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, like, Alan Ravenstein, the guy from Perubu, the keyboard player, that's what he did was made weird yes, sounds yes. behind the music. And this is so parable. Mm-hmm. But yeah. and and these are clearly the lyrics of an insane person. I'm just oh, I love these guy. lyrics. He's gonna I kill it. Oh, yeah. oh, I love these oh, lyrics. Oh my rival so stands about five foot five, has long blonde hair and weak blue eyes. My rival drives a triumph sports car. Which wait has muscles and is a deceitful person. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then later says a deceitful person too. Like he says it again. Yeah. <laughs> what's a little? Well, what's a little? And, okay, the way he says and is a deceitful person, that's from Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers. Which is that? Had that record come out by that? There's versions of that record. Would he have heard that? This is know, yes. This is very, this is very. I feel kinship. Very yeah. Very because the way he says Jonathan Richmond. The way he says it, I'm like, dude, that is Jonathan Richmond. Uh, maybe. Um, yeah. What's a little kind of? I, I haven't read this, but he had a known beef with Chris Bell, and Chris Bell died in a car accident. You know, he crashed his car, oh, and Chris right. Bell drove a Triumph right. sport oh. car. Oh my yes. God! Which, I don't think it. the song is entirely a, about him. Right. Like, Chris Bell match hadn't up. died yet. He hadn't died yet. I mean, he died basically at the ending of this, of the making of this record, I think. Oh, wow. But he definitely drove a Triumph sports car. So maybe he was just like, ah, uh, you know, at the time, like through in Triumph. That was yeah, the yeah, just like a happy with this guy, just like a little, a little dig as, to him. Yeah, a little it's dig, like yeah. the Volkswagen in, the, awesome. in Kubrick's version of The Shining. He's making fun of Stephen King. Uh-huh. The, the, oh the, yeah, the smash the, Volkswagen. That it's not. It's specifically designed to irritate Stephen King. That's funny. <laughs> By the way, Danny, on this podcast, don't ever be afraid of pulling something out of your ass and saying something that's not true because that's okay, me and Barry exactly. may have made yeah, a career. Yeah, yeah, are, make are making a career Thankfully, out of that. I did not make that up. <laughs> um, and Kubrick's dead, so. But yeah, these these lyrics these lyrics crack me up. Oh, they're but insane. I think, I think it's kind of like a standout track. Yeah, yeah, oh, it, yeah, it is yeah. a standout track. It really is. And then, <laughs> and now we get to "Hey Little hey, Child," little child. which uh, the music. I will say the music and the playing on this one is the first one that kind of grabbed me. Want to say, oh, okay, I realize. Yeah. Oh, okay, the whole record isn't going to be a complete train wreck. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the lyrics are uh, oh. problematic. They're problematic. A little, <laughs> a little problematic. A little bad. Yeah, well, yeah. She's a, but oh, what, no. what, what, oh, remember, this is the guy that wrote thirteen. Exactly. Yes. That's that's, a, that's you, you can. There's like two sides to this coin. You can pretend it's like thirteen. Well, no, it looks like the same coin again <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, same yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but this <laughs> confirms what maybe you may have thought about 13. Because 13 is such a sweet song that I always... I remember when we did that record. We're like, this is how the old is the guy this that's... This is the side to 13. Yeah. This yeah. is like the, We always... The question was... So how old is this guy? Right, right. <laughs> is he 14? That's so cool. 15's cool. <laughs> 16. Uh, is he 28? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is he parking his car outside the elementary school? Yeah. Well, this well in in uh, I don't know if it's in his in his uh, bio or if it's in from uh, it came from Memphis, another book, a Robert Gordon book. But they talk about uh, how he lived. I think it was his mom's house, but he lived close to a Catholic school, and he would sit on the curb oh, fuck. and watch. The, Here comes I watched, the bus. I watch the Here girls the walk bus. by. Danny's got that's Alex. The, that's the, all right. under the bus. So here's the lyrics. Oh, you're a pretty no, little... I mean, like, all right, here's the lyrics. Oh, you're a pretty little thing. Someone must have been nice to you. Oh, walking down the lane, coming back from the Catholic school. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, little fool, are you learning anything in school? Maybe you might drop out. Maybe travel somewhere down south. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's well, like and Chuck, then Chuck Berry spent some time in prison for yeah. basically yeah. that kind of thing. And he's got plaid shirt, flannel. It is a really cool tune. It is. It is a cool So I just try not to pay attention yeah, yeah, to yeah. the lyrics. Yeah. As a father of uh, two daughters, yeah. Right. Thankfully, <laughs> oh, beyond that threshold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Threshold, they're, yes. they're, they'd be too old for the, the narrator of this song. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And now we get... Uh, well, maybe he did that on well, purpose. You know Jerry, Lewis, like, Jerry Lewis marrying his like 14-year-old cousin? Maybe, the, you know, it's like a... It's like a That's it's not a, the worst method. thing that Jerry Lee Lewis did. Yeah, a different no, time. Definitely. Different time. Right. Jerry Lee Lewis's nickname. The for folks that don't know, yeah. the killer, he's had, he had two different wives die under mysterious circumstances. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. No, One, he took went fishing with him on Lake Pontchartrain and she fell she fell she fell out the boat. I'm, she was I don't know, she she drowned. She fell out the boat. 
So he came back and the wife did not. No, he's a he's a he's a bad boy. <laughs> he's still alive, dude. That motherfucker's still alive. He just had a stroke. He just had a stroke. Oh, I heard about that. And yeah. He's fine. He's like, can't wait to get back on the road. Crazy. <laughs> Little Richard too. All right, so we get now we get to uh, the fourth song is Hook or Crook, and and I, I like this song a lot. I really like this song. <laughs> and this song, you know what? Some this song reminds me of, and some of this other stuff. Uh, Johnny Thunder's like later Johnny yeah, Thunder yeah, yeah. stuff. You yeah, Hook or Crook is a this is a really cool song too. Yeah, it is a cool song, and perhaps I don't want to hear these songs, man. I know. Well, you. What would you do for money? How far would you go for love? Well, well, I'll try anything once or ten times. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great line. Yeah. I'll get it by hook or crook. I steal another chip in the book. Yeah, man. I yeah. Lo- I love the um. I only rarely rat. I only seldom snitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. That. Like, that's great. Like, that is a great line. I was like, I have no shame or whatever it is. I love that line. This is a great song. And then, but the lead comes in. In this song, as in a couple other songs, and did you guys have you ever seen the YouTube videos like Shred, Shredder? Shredder. Yeah, Shredder. That's what Shredder. this sounds like. It sounds like someone did a Shredder video yeah. of it. With We're, the lead right, the songs go, songs going too straight. Yeah, gotta, yeah. Right, we better, better, we better throw something <laughs> so, up. Yeah, throw a curveball in. Exactly. Yeah. Oh God. And now we have a, a cover, another cover by the Bell Notes. I've had it. I've had it. Which sounds? You listen to the Bell Notes version, you think. Um, it's kind of rough. It's kind of rough shot and everything too. Yeah, this is. Uh, you know what this song sounds like to me? It sounds like drunk people at a party who who can play or right. musicians listening to that song, going, "Let's cover that. Let's yeah. do that right yeah. now." So and they do this, it right This then. is Jim Dickinson on lead vocals on this too. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. realize yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Different sound. You yeah. go. Who's that singing that? Yeah. It's Jim. Yeah. yeah. But it's cool. And no, you're right. Good. I listened to Danny was very. Danny made another. He, Danny was an awesome guest because Danny made us a separate playlist of all the covers on here that are on the original version. Yeah. Two that weren't available on there, but yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can dig them up. I mean, if you look at YouTube, they're yeah. on there, you know. Yeah. Never, some of our guests don't make any effort at all, Dan. I'm not, not going to name, I'm not gonna name any yeah. names. Tony Qualls. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's don't go down the Tony Qualls road again. Oh, We've been down there. We love Tony. I love Tony. We love him. All right, rock hard. We got rock hard, and this is a this is a cramps one. This I feel yeah, like yeah. this is this rock is like hard. one of those he's cramps. He's doing his best, like uh, total rockabilly yes. know, voice. Yes, like the sh- yes, the, yes. The, the and this song is it's all funny. another it's and really another funny. Jonathan Richmond feel to this song too, which I just feel like he's heard that record and I, or heard those things, right? Or right. those recordings because it's got that like goddamn, it sounds like Jonathan. Right, and which was also which was also really ahead of his time. And he was he was doing yeah. you know. Well, you know, I mean, but what are the chances that Jonathan Richmond? It, nah. it almost go both ways. The so. Modern Lover shit was recorded in '75 or something, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It was yeah. way, it was way but, done but before the, this. It, it would be attra- You could see how it would be attractive to Alex Chilton because yeah. again, it's a real primal rock and roll stuff. Yes. You know, and primal. he says rock hard nipples, right? It's Yo, not, I love yeah. it. It's so yeah. funny. He says rock hard ripples and then rock hard uh, nipples. nipples. Yeah, rock, and then he says purple. purple. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just like, uh, what, what, what next? Yeah, know. what next? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But it's funny. It's a really funny song. It's a great song too. It really is. It I is. think uh, the Jacuzzi Boys should cover this song. Uh, that'd there be cool. you go. That'd be cool. I'm, I'm throwing it out there. Gabriel, get on that. Yeah. Yep. He's not going to listen to this. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's too long. It's an hour long. That's too, yeah, way, way short way. attention. Like, think about how much, like, how much art he could do instead of listening to this song. <laughs> um, oh, Nike called. Uh, they need another drawing. I love that. Bloop, bloop. As, as, Told you uh, to turn that shit off. Told you to turn that shit my, off. That's my timer telling me that we're about uh, the halfway, halfway point. Time to fill up our we're going to take a little break. Yeah, it's perfect timing because we could refill our drinks. We're going to come back with Danny Gonzalez from the Jacuzzi Boys. Oh, now you know his name. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. do now. Yeah, I'm not going to call him uh, Kokomo Danny anymore. Rodriguez. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> sorry, bro. Sorry. We're talking about Alex Chilton, uh, Like Flies on Sherbet. We'll be back. This is That Record Got Me High. We'll be back in a minute. That Record Got Me High is proud to be sponsored by Is This Tomorrow. That's Is This Tomorrow, available at isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly web comic cataloging the absurdities taking place at the Azoro News Channel. Characters such as George Kleenex, Weatherman Benjamin Dover, Man on the Scene J.B. Horns, Political Commentator Taffy Tart, Radio personality Travis Slaughter, conspiracy theory expert J. Elwood Compton III, paranormalist Murph Davies, Senator Stroller, political apologist Dr. Iggy, Christian ventriloquist Fred Gastro, and his puppet Woody, and the strangely familiar Stocky Bear, in his smelly, itchy costume. 
will entertain the ever-living shit out of you so that you are doubled up with laughter, collapsed beneath your desk, paralyzed, unable to move. You will be slain comically, but you'll recover. That's Is This Tomorrow at isthistomorrow.com. All right, we're back. This is That Record Got Me High. Yes, that's, that is Barry Stock over there. That's Rob Elba. And we're with Danny Gonzalez of the Jacuzzi Boys, and we're talking about Alex Chilton and his insane <laughs> solo record. Well, you know, at the Chilton. time it seemed insane. It but- did. And there's and it's funny, the reviews that were bad later on, it, it got much better reviews like right. later on yeah. after people uh, like revisited a, Like it. a Kubrick movie. Uh-huh. People paid attention and were like, oh... Plus, he was ahead of his time. Like, we were just talking about half Japanese. And half Japanese, that amateur, enthusiastic, but can play sort of barely, that's their (laughs) thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they're great. But they weren't, you know, that, that was not acceptable at the time. In 1979, it was like... Oh, this is just, you know, the people are just, this is abominable. How yeah. can you listen to this? Right. And once again, I think coming from the guy that people expect something from, he's, <laughs> right. he's already had like a gold yeah. hit. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, like, right, uh, right. Um, I was trying to think of other famous, now that this is one, but like, you know, sort people of People like, who did crazy records like yeah, that? Yeah, you know, like obviously Tonight's the Night is one, you know, being yeah, the other side this guy. Yeah, that, fact, but, they, they recorded that, what, in 72? And the record company didn't even put it out till 75. They're like, I don't know what to do with it. But this. I mean, but right. when you listen to that compared to this, oh, I mean, that might so as well together. be like, yeah, <laughs> Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah no saying, comparison. Totally this, different uh, this, wheelhouse. <laughs> I think this holds up. I mean, this still sounds fucking nuts. It does. It does yeah. sound nuts. Like, it, it really does. does. Yeah. And speaking of nuts, we got song number seven is Baby Doll. Baby Doll. And here, once again, uh, we got Wind Her Up, and she cries real tears. Rock this baby. <laughs> Uh, through her tender years, you just pull the spool and she does her thing. You got a walking, talking baby doll. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna lie; these lyrics make me extremely uncomfortable. uncomfortable. And he says, "I think there's a lyric that says like 11:30 is dirty time.' Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> but you know, he uh, Alex, again Alex, something Alex. I've read. He, he, he. Remember when they thought he was dead after Katrina? We believe that Alex Chilton perished in the storm, and he just reappeared a few days later, and he was like, "No, it's just in this bar hanging out." Hell yeah! And then he got, and then, he, then then he actually died. Yeah. Um, can we and talk about the the cover a little? The cover because I know yeah. you're into the uh, the photographer William, William Eggleston. Yeah, I read somewhere that that uh, this song inspired the cover. I don't I don't know. Well, I, I don't, baby doll, yeah, because it's dolls. The cover is, is dolls, all these different kind of dolls on on the hood of a Cadillac. On the hood of a Cadillac, yeah. right? Um, which I wonder if if. Uh, I wonder if like he wrote this song and then this picture existed and it was like, oh, that's perfect. Right. Or if it was like, oh, let's make this picture because of this song. Right. Or if the picture came first like, and inspired it a right. little bit. I wonder, maybe? I wonder, I don't know. I, there was definitely a connection there, but I don't right. know. Right, right. I think so. I think one so. because of the other. Right, but, right. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like this song is sort of like the the, the cover and the cover, it, there's a creepy quality about it, that's right? Super, super that, well, dolls, dolls are always creepy, especially when you have a, a bunch true. of them, a bunch of dolls. Yeah, yes. and you know, a Cadillac, there's a certain like, Right. Creepiness to a cat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's like some, it's like, that's like a yeah, bad boy old, car kind it's, of. Yeah, it's also the, you I'm know. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, so now we get another cover. Uh, this is Stranded on a Dateless Night by Cordell Jackson. And this Cordell. Is, it's, it's an instrumental, but it, and it's a pretty uh, faithful instrumental cover of this song. Well, right. the, the, the cover, there's lyrics to the, the Alan Page does. Cordell Jackson, I think, wrote the song. Okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then Alan Page I think the recorded version that you find is an Alan Page with, with vocals. With vocals. Yeah, okay, with vocals. Okay, but this um, is... Uh, but yeah, his, his, yeah, fully served. They were too wasted right, to serve, do the vocals. Yeah, like serve, uh, 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 yeah, serve. And, right. and, and it rocks. This one rocks oh, no, pretty good. Guess. I like it. I like it. There's, okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to just... We'll get to it. There's another Cordell Jackson song. It's like another song that Alan Page performed. Um, those are some of the ones I think couldn't find, that I couldn't find on uh, Spotify, but... Uh, yeah, it's cool that he chose this. She's like, a, you know, Memphis. 
Memphis woman that right, had right. her own label and does stuff like produce her own records, wrote yeah. some of these songs. Like, I mean, you know, yeah, he was just doing shit that he liked, I feel like, for sure, right? right? But I mean, yeah. just like all over the place. And now we got another cover. We got uh, Girl After Girl. And this is, uh, all right, so this guy, Troy Shondell. Uh-huh. All right. So in this song, he's basically, he's sort of impersonating a dude who was trying to impersonate Elvis to me. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> the Elvis, Elvis looms large yes. over this song. Yes. But it's oh, like, baby. yeah, but I feel like he's doing a, a impersonation of this guy, Troy Shondell, who is doing an impersonation of Elvis. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, it's kind of funny. It's don't kitschy. Be it's very kitschy, right? Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, anybody doing that kind of Elvis that's not Elvis, it's very difficult not to sound kitschy. Yeah, like yeah. Danzig, yeah. even when Danzig does that. Yeah. But I think, I think once again, that's, ex- that's exactly who I was thinking of. Right? Danzig. <laughs> I, I, yeah, once again, I think Chilson is very aware. I think he's always like doing a tongue in cheek, like, "Oh, I'm the Memphis rocker." He's yeah, like, oh, I feel you know, like he's like he's like yeah, like I taking think the piss you're right. Out of it, I you agree know? with you. I, I agree. With I believe you. that this record has a giant middle finger. Yeah, out to a, just in general. I think yeah. it's this record is kind of a fuck you to a lot of people. Like you, I okay, I've had it. I've had enough. Yeah, yeah. I tried. No, I did that other stuff. I'm not. I'm still not super famous. I'm not famous. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not up. Bob Dylan. My life is fucked up. Yeah. And fuck y'all. And here's Jim Dickinson is like, oh, sure, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna you do ready? A, And I'm gonna do an Ernest Tubb song now. Love which Ernest Tubb. Waltz yeah. across Texas, which this is Waltz a traditional country oh, song, yeah, yeah. right? Ernest Tubb can't sing for shit. Just so we're clear, Ernest Tubb is amazing, and he was an incredible person and his back backup band the texas troubadours were the most hot shot nashville band there ever was ernest tubbs his voice got fucked up when he was a kid he had some kind of accident and he used to be able to sing and then he had a he had a a, like a car wreck or something and then his voice was just shot and he was like like, well mick jagger so he's kind of like mick jagger nah he's (laughs) mick jaggers can sing a lot better than ernest tubbs i don't even think about it because i I guess i think he still just sounds he does. He does yeah, sound yeah, great for the, like, for the material and for yeah, what, what it is, is he, right? Yeah, yeah but it's. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised you're into. Are, are you in, you're, you're into this? You're into like the original, like the Ernest Tubb. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, into yeah, that, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's an outlaw country podcast where he does. He talks. Uh, there's an Ernest Tubb episode. The guy who talking about cocaine and rhinestones. Cocaine and rhinestones. Yeah, the Ernest Tubb episode is incredible because Ernest Tubb was a super nice guy, and when the record company fired. Hank Williams, Ernest got so upset he showed up at the offices with the gun and tried to shoot the guy who fired <laughs> Hank Williams. I just um, want to I just want to point out that Henry and his and his uh, and his friends three, just, three came friends. Yeah, yeah. just came in. Yeah, just came in. They're being very quiet. You Henry's wouldn't have known if I didn't bring it up that he who's came never in. appeared. In, in, I don't yeah. think in name. No, in the podcast. Henry hasn't been in, on an episode. So yeah. c- congratulations, Henry. You're part of that record. Got me on. I there think I think once again I think once again he's singing very tongue in cheek. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, I think so too. Like, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, and 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 yeah. it's not to say that he's. I feel like he's like making fun of it, but it's not like I feel like. He genuinely loves the right. Music. Exactly. Yeah. I think you're right. No, no. I don't I think, think you're right. I don't think, I think his right. middle finger is for the music right. ever. I it, think his middle finger is for people's expectations of what Alex Chilton is supposed to do. Yeah, but but Danny, I he's like, oh, exactly it's right. Like, it's almost for like the uninitiated or the people. That, he's like, oh, do you think this is what country sounds? Like? Yeah, you know, exactly. It's like, it's like, exactly. Oh, I'm the country oh, you like country? Country? I'm the dummy. Okay. Right. Like, uh, but yeah. but he know? still loves. It. He genuinely loves oh, it yeah, though, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. can't do it straight. He can't yeah. do it totally, hundred percent straight. Because if he did, people would be like, oh, it would just, you know, you can't. He couldn't. You can't win. You can't win. Right. This is what this record could have been called. You can't win. Yeah. And uh, you know, something I didn't bring up before that I just wanted to mention, you know what, when I, on first listen, I, I will be honest with you, Danny, on first listen, I... I wanted to, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I think you, you might answer my question. I was going to, go ahead. Oh, because I said, Danny's nuts. This is insane. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. On first listen, and you know what I thought about first? Do you remember that guy, Wesley... Uh, Willis. Huh? Willis, Wesley oh, yeah, Willis. Sure. Oh, yeah. In the night, sure. there was a guy, a schizophren, a guy that had schizophrenia and made these crazy weird records and yep. in the 90s he had like a cult following and yep. I think Alternative Jello Biafra put out a whole thing yes, on Alternative Dentals sure. and it was cult but it was basically just a crazy guy doing yeah. these ridiculous well, it's like the, uh, and that's what this reminded me uh, of Legendary Stargust Cowboy like uh, uh, Paralyzed <laughs> 
which is the same thing. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. insane, crazy shit. I'm not, do you guys know that record? Uh, it's uh, John Wayne and his Texas funeral. <laughs> no, well, but it sounds good already. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of these like weird cold records. Third Man did a reissue of it. That's how I discovered okay. it. Oh, okay. Um, but it's just a weird like fucked up country record. Uh, for a long time, people thought it was. Um, uh, I gotta look it up. Uh, uh, John Hayes, Wayne's, what's yeah, it called? A Texas Funeral. Texas Funeral, alright. But no, no H, just, I think it's just J O N, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I'm not sure what, what year that record came out, but this record always reminds us of like, this weird, gnarly, kind of southern gothic. Right. Oh, here it is, fuck, yeah. John Wayne. Yeah. Okay, Texas it's Funeral. A, it's a killer record. I mean, <laughs> see, another see, one. See, you're kind of drawn to that shit, right? I you am. are. All right, I nothing am. wrong with that. Yeah, I am. Track I am. No, that's good. That's because you're, you're a weirdo at heart, too. <laughs> and I was speaking of... I guess my question... Sorry, wait, before we get into the next go song. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to ask... I, I was curious about, like... I think I had asked Barry if he had listened to this record before, and he said maybe a long time ago. Yeah. But I was, I was curious, like, if A, you guys had listened to it, and if no. not, what, like, comp- like, from the first time you listened to it, to the end, did, like, did it grow on you? Did it, you still it, hate it? it? it, it, it no, like, no, it grew it, on it, me. Like it definitely grew on me over the week, because basically, I listened to it when I went to the gym. And it was actually pretty oh, wow, good. That's to, a weird, that is a very strange. It was actually that's Barry's <laughs> test. <laughs> yeah, right. It was actually okay to go to the gym and listen to this uh, like flies on Sherbert. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm gonna I'm going to revise my original statement and say no. I never listened to this record before. Oh, okay, cool. You would think that I would. You would think that I would, but I just never. I never yeah, I know. I would think you would because it's kind of a weirdo thing. But I, I, got, I gotta true. say, if you're like. If you're hip and you kind of and can you and you can like sort of recognize songs, for as fucked up as it is, it's fucking they're cool songs. It's got yeah, some yeah. really you cool know, songs on like it. A, it's does. not just like a disaster for the sake of being a mess or anything like that. It's, no, no, it's I, cool. I, it's, I, yeah, it's I agree little, with you. But well, I, okay, here's the thing. That's what's interesting about it is that it's a little bit enigmatic. It's like an Andy Kaufman performance. It doesn't let you off the hook on whether it's a joke or whether oh, it's yeah. not a joke. Right, right, and right. And so you have to be like, you can't decide. Like, which I don't know. Which is the appeal, which is part of the appeal. But I will be honest with you, Danny. I listened to it, the whole thing through once, and then I messaged Barry and I said, make sure Danny wants to do this, because I don't want to keep having to listen to this goddamn record oh, if I don't so have funny, to. Yeah. But I'm glad. So it did grow on you, though. It did. It it's, definitely it's did. It's cool. Well, I was I mean, are you a big star it. fan? Are you, are yeah, you yeah. A I'm a total big star okay, fan. Cool, okay, I'm an okay. Alex Chilton fan. But this okay. just took me. It took me by surprise because okay, I'm cool. like, yeah, it took me a while. But yeah, today. Well, it's notorious. This record is notorious. It was not oh, on my radar yeah, at all. You like Alex Chilton. You like big star, but like flies on Sherbert. Have you heard this? Yeah, I read somewhere where like this record, kind of what you were saying, this record raises a lot of, or poses a lot of questions, but it gives you no, no answers. answers. Yeah, no. which is and cool, cool. Yeah. which is cool. It's, it's like, like, it actually it's like first, a UFO photo. It also like, raised okay. a lot of questions about you to me, Danny. Like, I'm like, why is Danny so into this? Well, you know, I, I think I initially, when you guys first asked me uh, to do this, I think initially I I thought about doing a big star, but I'm like, ah, whatever. Like, we picked no. you for doing a Nirvana record. Oh, really? <laughs> no, no, I'm glad you uh, picked. I mean, I'm, I'm a big Nirvana fan, so I mean, I'm really yeah. glad you picked something like this though, because this is cool because it shows that you're just uh, you're just like a, a fan of music and you like all this different yeah. shit. And this is definitely an eclectic mix of songs that sort of makes. It, as a whole, I'll tell you, it really grew on me, and I and I sort of, cool. you know, that, yeah, that makes me happy. Yeah, I, I think it's like a cool, just like a a beautiful. Um, it's like the Great American Songbook twisted well, up. Also, you know, like all you these know like what? covers okay. and originals. It's like, you know what it also reminded me of? There was it was playing this afternoon, and I was thinking, this is like the Basement Tapes, Bob Dylan, not not the one with the mix with the band where they mixed it later on and it came out. I'm talking about the bootleg version that was around for years, and he finally put it out. Oh, the right. Tape the that he had the basement tape. tapes, which was Bob Dylan and 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 uh, Robbie Robertson and Rick Danko and um, Garth uh, Hudson. Hudson, yeah. And the drummer, uh, what's his name? Levon was was wasn't in the picture. Right. He either had hepatitis or was in jail or something. And so the drummer was the guy from. Um, uh, what was the show uh, with the Home Fix It show with uh, Home Improvement? Uh, home Improvement. The, the sidekick from Home Improvement's the drummer. What? What? Yeah. That that's like a weird. That's you know, a weird. That's, like, that's a weird thing. That's like that reminds me of like you know Chevy Chase was a drummer <laughs> yes, for, yeah. for Steely Dan. Yes. What? He was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah. Well, I, I think you can expect can be explained by the fact that Steely Dan always had cocaine 
and Steely Dan and Chevy Chase probably. Uh, oh, right. okay. Yeah. I can play drums. I like this band. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get. We're getting. To, yeah, speaking want, of weird yeah. songs, let's do Alligator Man. Oh yeah, Alligator another, Man. What's another cover? Yeah, yes. another cover. Alligator Man. This is a weird song, and uh, but I feel like he connects to things like this, like something like this. So it's Floyd Chance and Jimmy C. Newman. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. Mosquitoes. Uh, <laughs> Buzzing round my head, Spanish moss for my bed. There is seldom seen dried land cause I'm an alligator man. I hunt the gator all night long, sellers hiding, then I'm gone. I buy see you, the bells man. from buy the you bayou. Song. Yeah, Shanny Love, this alligator man. Ma- yeah. You know, maybe I'm just always trying to draw Miami connections, but I feel like this is like, is this kind of what's like what awaits us living in South Florida? It's almost like being the alligator man. I, <laughs> the alligator I, man. I, I, can't, yeah. I can't help but think of like mosquitoes buzzing, by my, uh, yeah. buzzing around my head and right, well, Spanish right. moss from my you know bed. What the, that's I, right. My, I, I my jacuzzi boy shirt I have has a big mosquito well, on it. Well, you know it. what yeah. they call iguana? The nickname for iguana is chicken of the tree. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this feels like very. Uh, but the bayou, the Louisiana feel oh, is different sure. than the Everglades, Florida feel. It's still swampy, but we got our own sort of uh, for sure, flavor. For sure. It's different, but yeah. uh, but I'm basically I'm saying I could relate. Right. Um, <laughs> the Dr. John Gree Gree. Oh, yeah, you can. You know? I know. Yeah. It's so yeah, funny. Right. Yeah, you guys are really into that. Uh, all right, so now we get to the title song of the record. That, that original, by, by the way, that's one of the ones that I did put on the yep. on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The original is killer. I hadn't actually yeah. I hadn't heard that that's prior to you know doing whatever little kind of like alligators refreshing the bayou, man. What's that's a weirdo? Cool. And, and you you know that song was written about a real guy too. Some of guy course. that was the alligator yeah, man sure. in the bayou, right? And some yeah, guy that was guy. great to write a song about that you probably wouldn't actually want to hang around with. Which I feel <laughs> like a TV. You know, well, didn't they have a show like the? Oh yeah, he's the cool, but like swamp people. Yeah, people. yeah. I mean, like, that's this song should have been the fucking theme song. It should have been. Uh, give, give it to, to, give it to the original guy, whatever, right? But. Exactly. So now we get like flies on Sherbert, which is this is a weird song, and again very Perubush. This is another yes. one, very yeah, Perubush. Yeah. I'm saying he's definitely heard, uh, you know, Perubu by this. But this point. this is another song that grew on me though, like oh, flies on Sherbert, right? It song. is. You know, it this song reminds me of this song. I feel it's like the oh, more weird. you drink, the more you like this record. Basically. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. It's that's true. Um, <laughs> this song always felt like a weird version of uh, "Needle in the Camel's Eye" to me. Ah, oh, you know, another great. Yeah, song. I don't know. Like, you like think that? You think that? He's, Alex definitely, he's definitely a big Eno fan. I've, uh, the, oh, oh really? Oh, he's like, a, uh, oh, he okay, loves Eno. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow that play there because I did <laughs> yeah. not know that. Very well on that. You're about to call a foul, and yeah, then he was. I was like, Alex Shelton, Brian Eno. Really? <laughs> but being an in, there you go. And Needle in the Camel's Eye, that's on the second right? That's, that's on, on Here Come the Warm Jets. The, oh, the, the opening, the opening track. Oh, right. yeah. okay. There's All something right. about the vocal delivery or something about it that I always just like, I always felt like uh, this is like I'm a gonna, weird... I'm going to listen to it again just yeah. to hear that. And the thing about that. those good, you know, I think that's not anything like it. I just no, think no. weird connections. Uh, vibe, you know? no, a connection, yeah. Those Eno records is that Eno's very much prides himself, I don't know if he prides himself, as an untrained musician so the stuff right. he does is stuff that he can do on the instruments that he has right. and he turns it into this other thing yeah, by yeah, not yeah, yeah. being someone who's a virtuoso right, right. keyboard player or guitar player and so that's maybe that's the appeal which there. is the, the, uh, what this record is all exactly. about exactly like, right yeah which yeah. Alex removed himself from the guitar equation by saying I play guitar too well yeah, yeah. I gotta get somebody who can play guitar that's not the uh, vibe I'm going for I think for he played I think, I think Alex played a lot of piano on this album when I was thinking he's like yeah I'll play piano figures play yeah because yeah. right. I'm not a very good piano player because Jim Dickinson was the piano player originally exactly piano player. Right, obviously, right. Like obviously he can play a Farfisa which yeah. you know hey. Barry you probably know this but you know the story about a uh, boy's Keep, keep swinging the David Bowie song that yeah, he thought they, they were playing it too good so he made them all swap like instruments made, to play yeah, boys yeah. keep swinging so yeah. it was to have that sound. made the rhythm guitar player play drums and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. alright everyone so, loves you so now we get the Ross Johnson song Baron of Love Baron of talking love. about the Baron of Love people cloven hoof Big as your arm. Yeah. What's like, he talking need, about there? Yeah, of course he need needs love. Ain't we all, honey? <laughs> um, I think Ross Johnson might have played some drums on this record. Now, he's another Memphis freak. Ross Johnson did Ross play Johnson. on this record. Yes, yeah. he, he um, did. And he has, he has if, if anyone is a fan of this stuff and is not familiar with him, he has a great compilation called Make It Stop. <laughs> just, oh really? And, and it's basically yeah, he's yeah, he was like he made his yeah, he 
wrote a bunch of songs, and it, they're basically just all like this, where he never sings. It's just basically him ranting over. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's spot. he's another just Memphis character. Character. Yeah. Memphis character. Yeah, totally. That's why. Why are you drawn to these people, uh, yeah, Danny? Man, I'm not arguing. I'm not <laughs> like, asking. I'm, I'm, I'm Diego and your band, same thing. Your character. Right. Diego's. Well, Diego's. Uh, <laughs> They're the Marx Brothers. You know, I, I have. It all goes back. It's it's funny that like, I since I sort of like your Chico Marx. It was a thing. Uh, Gabriel Scroucho and and Diego's Harpo. That's my. I, you didn't know I'd assigned you guys Marx Brothers names. You've done it already. Yeah. All right, what were we saying? Then? Um. Uh. Oh, I think it it all comes back to like. Discovering Eggleston and then, you know, learning that he was like a Memphis right. guy and being this kind of like total character as well. And right. This like kind of like famous drunk. And then like that famous, led me into this. Famous like, Southern drunk. Cool. I mean, yeah, that's and cool like, though. And like I discovered like that Memphis has this that's whole a big other list. Right. underbelly thing. And like I immediately was like attracted to that. As a young you guy know? though, to, to explore all that and to go through, that's pretty cool though that you did all that. Were, yeah. were Southern your parents, degenerates. Like, did, you, did you have a lot of records at the house? No, no, no. No? It was my, just you. You're an yeah, outlier. Like it's it's really strange where like my parents definitely like music, but I, you know, I, I always, whenever you hear stories yeah. of like, oh, you know, I grew up and there was always the Beatles playing in my house. No. Like, oh, that wasn't your house, no, right? No. Yeah, no. Not <laughs> me some, like disco records that she wouldn't no. play. No, right. me my either. I had know. like Latin records, you know? Like, right, yeah, right. had right, Herb right. Alpert and shit, and then I. Me yeah. too, my yeah. dad's. <laughs> Which, of course, as a ch- we would look at the cover for whipped cream because yes. it's such oh, a nice cover. Yes, I think that is the most. I think that's the most popular record in thrift stores. You want, and you know why? Because everyone's parents had that record. I'm gonna make the sound. Hey, what are you doing in there? Nothing. Why is it? Why you got that album in the bathroom, son? Now we get to this. There's no turntable in there. Now we get to this song, this epic song. No more the moon shines Uh, on Lorena by the Carter family. And I love when you sent us that playlist of um, of the 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 originals and the picture of the Carter family. It's like so creepy. Like they're not smiling. Yeah, Yeah. it's like it's like yeah. (laughs) And this song, this is the tragic tale. Dark song. Oh man. my god, of a slave and the girl he loved and his and his dear old master, he calls the master his dear old master Wrong. had to read him <laughs> the letter because obviously he couldn't read. Yeah, had to read him the letter telling him that this There's that Lorena was dead. Him. Yeah. So the original song was creepy as fuck, and this cover is I have to say that or my daughter is gonna hear this and be like I'm going to have a half-hour lecture about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, but I mean, yeah, this, this, is, I mean, this is like the, I mean, if it was Alex Chilton writing the song, you'd be like, oh, it's problematic. But this is like, these back to the 30s. Oh, I mean, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, like, yeah, This yeah. is like just like yeah. American. It's as, a Carter this Americana. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Carter family. They, they're oh, not, yeah. they don't, they don't have to take any sort of blame. For no, them. man. No, no, no. no. They're, they're just, just a, a documenting like a story, but it is weird that he took this and his, his take on it too is really bizarre. Yep. <laughs> but it's cool. I love it, how this, this this one of my favorite moments on this record actually is like at the very beginning of this song because like uh, what's the first? It's like upon the old plantation. Oh. Yeah, and yeah. it also sounds like this weird or like yeah. it does not. It's like he just went in and did that separate. It sounds yeah. so what weird. Did you imagine anyone else in the studio what they were thinking? <laughs> Who was in like, the studio with him? Like, some of the what footage, are we doing here? Some right? of the footage you can that you uh, that's on YouTube is them doing this yeah, tune, screwing around. Yeah. Yes. Um, there's a this song also uh, reminds me of. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that Todd Rundgren record, um, Something Anything. Oh, oh yeah. So there's so he there's played almost everything on that record. Yeah. <laughs> Something Anything Everything. Right. <laughs> exactly. So so there's a there's a song on that record. Uh, I'm not sure what the title is, or a quote-unquote a song. It might be just like intro, but it's where he's just like, now we're gonna play a game called Sounds at the Studio. Oh right! And he right. gives like, he, and he like describes right. all the different like bad things that could happen. He's like, yeah. this is lousy mastering, or this is poor editing, <laughs> and this is when the tape machine eats your, you yeah, know, whatever. Right. And like this song, I feel like has. Every or this record in general <laughs> has, has everything, everything that Todd Rundgren mentioned. Yeah, everything. <laughs> That's awesome. There's definitely a lot of the pops, tapes, the tape like, spinning up sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah. I've always like, like since I like became familiar with these two things, I was like, oh my god, this. You would have a feel if you did like a drinking game <laughs> with this record, yeah. like referencing the Todd Rundgren <laughs> song. You would just be yeah. That's there's like awesome. a bunch of like. 
uh, voice, like bad editing, like voice that, that, that where like, yeah. like pops. And it's all I, my my guess is that he was like he probably put some time constraints on it as well. Like, nope, we're done. Okay, keep rolling. Yeah, like yeah. you know, okay, no, we're done. We got it. So people are like. Oh man, I didn't. I didn't play too good. That's cool. We're going. We're right. Well, some of the songs, it's like, oh, are we just gonna? You're gonna keep that whole false thing at the beginning when we messed up at the beginning of that song? Yeah, yeah. Right. We're gonna keep that yeah. in there. Oh look, it's the it's the ACDC. <laughs> I turned my sound down. I thought who was I calling? It was no one that we'd want to talk to on the podcast. Uh, okay, believe me. Right, okay. <laughs> It was my, uh, it was my, uh, yeah, no, I'm not even going to say it was. All right, so we get to the last song on this, on, on the Danny Gonzalez version of, uh, right. <laughs> she's the one that's got Which it. has the most songs of any version, I think. I'm glad. Oh, his does. Yeah, yeah. well, come on, because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Danny's thing. You've got a vinyl version of this that's got 15 songs that's on it? That's it. That is, that's, that's awesome. The this is awesome. The, 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 yeah. That's and awesome. it's not a bootleg. You know, it's like a... No, it's a proper release. Yeah, proper release. All right, so this is Alan Page, and this is another primal rocker. This is the other Cordell Jackson song that I was mentioning earlier. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, he did this too. Okay. And this... uh, It's a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. This is another primal rocker in the vein of the Cramps. Yep. And a really good uh, album. Cl- I'll tell you, I like the sequence of this record. That's I really cool. do. I do. I, I actually Danny like Gonzalez's uh, sequence. Like, <laughs> like, okay, we're gonna put out like flies on Sherbert, and we're gonna do this version. Right. Because some of them are like start with like Baron of Love. That's when it starts with Baron of Love. You're like, yeah. oh, that's weird. Does it doesn't start right. with Boogie Shoes. Like, how are you supposed to... This is another one. She's the one that's got it. Another one that I think the Jacuzzi Boys could do a cover of. Okay. I, I, I think I might have even have thought that... Are there any salacious lyrics in there we need to hear about? <laughs> no, I think, I think we're good we're on good that. No, on that no, one. no, I think we're good. Just cool but... versions of, you know, Tad Falco, which is kind of part yeah, of that. Panther like, Burns. Yeah, Panther right. Burns, yeah. part of that Memphis right, sort yeah. of like later Chilton scene. On his, you know, Alex Chilton joined his band. Right. And on, I, I think it's the first record behind the Magnolia Curtain. They do, they do this. The Magnolia, <laughs> an awesome time. Uh, they do this song, yeah, and it rocks. But there's also a live Panther Burns with Chilton on guitar that I have. That, I have that record as well. Oh, yeah. Nice. That yeah. they fucking spoke this song. I mean, it is. Oh, that's great. Fucking rocking. He also made, there's he, no song. It is like Chilton made an album with Alan Vega too. Did you ever oh, yeah. hear that record? Oh, ben really? Vaughn, Ben Vaughn, and, yeah. and Alan Vega, and, and they're yeah. just Alan Vega's just like doing like poetry. Over it. it's a really bizarre but cool record. Right, right. And they did it in like one day. It was one of those like one take. We're gonna do one take. This is it. Awesome. It's super well, cool. Uh, bizarre but cool. I think that's Danny. That's a good uh, description of Danny. Thank you, uh, Danny. Thank you so much. What's so? What's tell us the Jacuzzi Boys? What's going on with the Jacuzzi Boys right now? Uh, well, we just recorded a new song uh, yesterday. At, uh, at Spam's place. At Spam, yeah, yeah. DJ Spam Studio. Um, and uh, you guys, so you guys have like your own label now. Mag Mag is like your yeah, label, right? Yeah, we've been putting out stuff on that label, and we're actually getting ready to release our first uh, full-length non-Jacuzzi Boys thing on there. This band from New York called Week Signal. Oh, really? Very cool record. I think you guys would both oh, nice. uh, like it. Nice. Um, All right. And yeah, and you know you're the I'm only. Saying. I'm going to be honest and say you're probably the only Jacuzzi Boys we would have on the show because I, Gabriel, I feel like wouldn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know. <laughs> what do you? I, think I that don't it know. Would be, I don't think we need to rule that out. So. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, we'll see. Don't Maybe. disinvite this is a, Gabriel. This is, I'm in not disinvited. This is a challenge. I, I love Gabriel. I love him. He's like the, the son I never had. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I love. Him. But you, this was great, uh, Danny. You were a great guest. And, uh, yeah, but you're right. He might just say, like, cool, and, like, shake his head. And you'd be like, no, yeah, no, yeah. you have to actually say tough words. <laughs> exactly. They can't right. see you shaking your head. So, Barry, what are we uh, What are we doing next week? Next week is the next live, live at Laser Wolf. Laser Wolf. Uh, we're doing uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, we're oh, doing, shit. if that... you were, in the 90s, if you were of a certain age. I was a big age, Smashing Pumpkins fan. All right, Gish. We're doing Gish. Chris I, Bellis. I was, I, was, I was all about Siamese Dream. That's, all right, Siamese Dream, but, but uh, Chris, yeah, Chris is a little older than you. Want we hear, you want to hear a funny story if you want to keep this in? Yes. I was in fifth grade and we had a secret Santa coming up <laughs> and I found out the kid that had my name and I pulled him aside I said hey check it out man you tell your mom to go to Specs and buy me <laughs> this yeah, fucking dude. album and I very, got fucking Siamese Dream from my wow. secret Santa I was like hell that yeah that bold bold yeah. move Danny yeah. bold move you know what year I was in fifth grade 1975 Alright, so we got Chris Bellis from Laser Wolf is going to be our host at Laser Wolf is going to be our guest at Laser Wolf yes, yes. for Gish by Smashing Pumpkins. That's next week's episode. 
And we're not just greasing his palm by letting him be on the show. He's actually a great guy and has oh, very love interesting opinions. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see what we, what we have to say about Gish. But uh, that should be interesting. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll fine. have a lot of Billy Corbin stories. Yeah. Gish, you have to separate Billy Smashing Corbin Pumpkins. Billy Corgan. You have to separate Smashing Pumpkins from, from the, the Billy insane, Corgan uh, stuff. All right, so that's it. Uh, this has been. Uh, thank you, Danny. Yeah, thanks a lot, Danny. You're very welcome. Um, thanks you for having me. Do we have that any? Was, we, pa- we should thank our patrons on Patreon. Our, all, all our patrons. Yeah, go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh and become a patron of us because look, me and Pat, we're awesome. Come on. We're, yes. we're so lovable. Aren't we, Danny? And very, Don't you very love lovable. Very, very yes. Very loves and us. Huggable, yeah, lovable. Yeah, loves us. All right, so once again, that is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And we'll see you guys next week. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>